This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So stocks have been in a sell-off here in February over the coronavirus fears. And this happened suddenly because we were just hitting all-time highs. And now the sell-off is here. They aren't yet in an official correction. A correction is 10% from the highs. And we're not quite there yet on the major averages. And it's not yet a bear market, which is a 20% pullback. And that's a lot harder to achieve. Hopefully we don't get there, but some individual stocks are already in the bear. Again, that's 20% off of the highs. And um, so far, and this is actually growing, but so far, more than a quarter of the S&P 500 is actually 20% off their highs now. So we already have considerable number of companies, um, you know, already had the pullback. So you know what that means for us, us value investors. It's our time to start looking around, poking around, thinking about bargains, seeing if anything's on sale. Now, I'm not saying this is the bottom. I'm not saying the sell-off is over and that it can't get worse. Um, nobody knows. And does this really feel like Christmas Eve 2018? Remember that day, that was capitulation day where, I don't know about you, but I was sitting at home with my mom watching CNBC. She gets annoyed at that. And she's like, why is this on? It's Christmas Eve. But I was watching it. It was only a half day session. And stocks were just down, 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 if you remember, pummeled, pummeled, pummeled after we had already sold off for most of December. And it was the worst December in, you know, decades, basically. And so you knew then because you had that feeling at the pit of your stomach, like, dang, this is awful that that was a final capitulation. I did buy in my value investor portfolio on um, that next trading day, December 26th, I did buy another position. Then we dove in, even though it wasn't clear, it was totally the bottom, even though it felt like it. And so you'll know when this sell-off feels like, you know, that we're reaching the bottom. Doesn't feel like it to me, not yet. I'm not like, you know, I'm not watching Markets in Turmoil yet on CNBC. <laughs> they have that show on in the in the evenings when things get bad. I'm not yet into that. So, but it doesn't mean we can't look around and get our wish list, think about what we might want to buy, look and see where some bargains are going to be. And if you have some extra cash and you have a strong stomach, you know, think about what uh price point you might want to get into, into some of these positions. You're never going to be able to time the bottom 100%. You're just not. Um, but you can get towards the bottom, and that's pretty good for long-term investors. That's fantastic because maybe here you're getting some of your favorite stocks 10 or 20% off. So that is the sale. We're, we're at 20% off. I'll take it. And then you're owning for years off of that low entry point. So that's fun. And, um, but where does, where do you even begin to find the deals? There definitely are some obvious areas. It's, it's, uh, kind of goes against conventional wisdom about what happens to value stocks though, when there's a, a correction like this, when you have a growth stock so hot 
value stocks not, we've been underperforming, right? So some of them were already cheap. You would think that the big sell-off would be in the growth names and not so much in the value because they already kind of stunk, right? They've already, either they're weak already, nobody wants them already. So that wouldn't be where you would look, but that's not really the case in these kind of corrections. Everything sells off in a correction and you get uh, the value stocks right here are actually selling off um, even more so than the growth names. You tend to want to hold on to the things that were working when you get a sudden sell off like this because they're your favorites, right? You're like, no, Microsoft, it's still making this much money. This doesn't make any sense. I'm still going to hold this. So you don't you know, just say, eh, and, and sell. But those value stocks where they were already down, some were already trading on their lows, and then now they're even lower. And <laughs> then you you get to the point where you're like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take to see the red or take some more losses. So that's when you just, you capitulate, throw in the towel on those, on the value stocks. So it is a good time for us though, to look at some of those areas, what industries might be the areas where they're going to throw in the towel and we're going to get it even cheaper than we were before. So obviously one of the areas, it's been hated for several years now. I know many of you hate it. So you're going to be like, no, I'm not investing in that is energy. So I'm not going to give any energy stocks today because I do want to devote a whole show to it. And a lot of the energy stocks and the, the companies are still reporting earnings. So I'm waiting for them to be done on that and to see what the insiders do at some of the energy stocks. But energy it's getting pummeled here because crude is down. Natural gas is at new lows. It's a tough time for energy. So um, there are some bargains over there, but I'm going to cover those on another show. So that's energy. Another area is the banks. So all the banks have been selling off here because those yields are coming down. That means they're not making as much money. They don't do as well with a 10-year at one, three, five. They just do not. So it's going to go directly to earnings. But, um, you know, we're still going to have banks, obviously. And if I can get them cheap enough and some of the ones that pay the dividends, then I'm finding a bargain. So what banks should you buy? I've covered the banks in the past. There's the small community banks, there's the regionals, there's the big guys. And right here, I've been eyeing and keeping on my list some of the big banks. And I really encourage everyone who's looking for bargains to go for the best. In uh, times where um, there's some volatility and uncertainty about the global economy, you want to go with those names who you think can get through it. And so two of the big banks I like are the first one is JP Morgan. JPM is the ticker. I own it in the value investor. We bought a couple of years ago. We're still hanging on to it in there. It's uh, down off its highs, not super extreme, but you are getting like a correction in it. So if you liked it before, you're going to like it a little bit more now. PE is just 11.8 and it's paying a 2.9% dividend yield right here. The other one is Bank of America, BAC. I like this one a lot as well. A little bit less than the dividend yield, 2.3. PE is a little cheaper at 10.2. So those are my big bank choices. Um, but there's others out there. 
Um, there's some really good regionals I like as well, keeping a lot of them on my list. You can also go for an ETF if you just want to invest in the whole basket. But I know many of you like to do the individual stock thing. I do too. So I'm just going for the best there with the two big banks. Okay, now switching over, travel and leisure, it's getting hammered. I can't predict that this is the bottom whatsoever because no one knows what the consumer is going to be doing out there. But we do know that a lot of people probably aren't going to take that trip to certain parts of the world, at least. They're probably not going to book that hotel right now. They're going to be cautious into the spring here, maybe even into the summer, and they might not take that cruise. So... Cruise lines down big. Royal Caribbean, ticker RCL, they're down 25% in just the last week. They are cheap. Uh, PE is 8.9 there, and the yield, the dividend yield is 3.5%. But it doesn't feel like capitulation yet in the cruise line names yet. The other one, Carnival, CCL is that ticker. PE is just 8 Dividend yield 5.6%, and it's now down 22% over the last week. So keep the travel names in, in your wheelhouse. If you like some of the hotels, consider them. There's a few still reporting earnings, so keep an eye out on that. Um, we're going to get bookings, earnings. They are the big juggernaut on the online travel agencies. So... I encourage everyone listening on that conference call um, and we'll see. I own booking in my own personal portfolio and I've owned it for a couple of years, but if I can get it on sale again, that would be interesting. So I'm keeping an eye out on all of those types of companies, the online retailers, cruises, hotels, all of that um, to see if I can get any deals. Okay. Then switching over to retail, there's already been some hated retail names that were at 52-week lows like L Brands. Um, and you know the other ones, Macy's, the ones that are struggling. So like the banks, go with the quality here if you can. So I took a look, Lululemon, that's one of the quality names. I actually do own it. It's not that much cheaper here. It's only down 9.5% on this pullback because that's what that's, this is. It's not yet in a bear. It does have 38 stores in China, however. So how much are they being impacted? We don't know. Ticker is L-U-L-U, -L -U, um, but I'm watching it. I do consider them to be one of the best retailers out there. One that is cheap, that's also among the best, PVH, ticker PVH. They own Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein. And they own um, Tommy Hilfiger in China, not just uh, North America or Europe. They actually own that business over there as well. And that cannot be good. <laughs> um, I don't know what we don't know because they haven't said, but that cannot be good. Uh, shares are down 15.5% in this pullback. They don't report earnings till April 1st. So that's a lot of weeks to just kind of be waiting to see how bad it's going to be, maybe. Um, so I'm expecting these to fall further. Um, they're not quite cheap enough yet for me. PE is just 8.2 here. They do pay a small dividend, which is 0.2%. Now, PVH also sells in wholesale. They sell in like Macy's and Nordstrom, a lot of their product. Um, and they might be like on Amazon too with some of their basics. Um, so PVH though is one of the big juggernauts in apparel. 
And so you do want to kind of go with the big guys who can um, sustain themselves during these uh, volatile and rough and uncertain times, like we said. And one of the things that you can really see um, how some of the impacts are happening at these companies that you might not think about was the earnings report for uh, online retailer Revolve. That ticker is RVLV. On their earnings, they're down about 18% on the earnings report. PE is still 28.5. They're kind of a a go-getter, big growth name. And they did uh, sales growth last year of 20%, which is quite good. They're very popular online uh, apparel and accessory retailer. Actually, just recently featured in an episode of The Bachelorette, I think it was, or The Bachelor, one of those. They had a whole promo thing. But uh, so very popular online shopping site. But they guided for 2020 sales growth of between 13 and 17 percent, which is less than what they did last year. And one to three percent was impact from the coronavirus. And it was not just because um, they have business in China that wasn't it. It was because they have a private label label brand that is manufactured over there. And it's right now on lockdown, apparently. It's not being manufactured or slowly being manufactured. It's it's hitting them. Let's just put it that way. Then they have other products that have are also being manufactured over there, not their own private labels that have the same issue. So this is something that you might not have been thinking about, even though we know that manufacturing is shut down over there. What kind of delays are there in apparel and other products um, and who is buying and having them shipped over? Another area to consider that question with is in furniture. A lot of furniture makers have a lot of facilities in China. We don't know, again, if they're shut down or if they're just delays. Um, We don't know. One to watch is Williams & Sonoma. WSM is the ticker there. They haven't reported yet. They're reporting in mid-March. They own Williams & Sonoma brand, but also West Elm and Pottery Barn. So they um, have been killing it in West Elm for years. Super popular brand, but even Pottery Barn has been doing well. When the economy is doing well, you want to buy new furniture. A lot of people buying new homes right now um, with the mortgage rates so low. And when you do that, you want to buy new furniture. So furniture should be good here at the end of 2019 into 2020. Some of them had tariff issues Um, Because they manufacture in China and there were tariffs being put on, a lot of them have been able to push through higher prices to cover that. Um, So they kind of got over that. And now here's this coronavirus thing. So Williams and Sonoma is down 12 and a half percent over the last week. They're trading at 13 times now with a 2.9 percent dividend yield. After the corporate tax cuts, they did funnel some of that money back into the shareholders. And so they did raise the dividend then. And um, so you're getting rewarded a little bit there. I do own Williams and Sonoma in my own personal portfolio. I'm a long-term shareholder of that. Um, haven't bought in a while because it got a little pricey there, but I'm keeping it on my wish list here. And I'm going to see what they say when they report in mid-March about the impacts. And then um, let's switch over to the semiconductors. Nobody really knows for sure what the impact is going to be, 
But a lot of the analysts are now saying there is going to be some impact. And we heard from Sony in their earnings report, they do semiconductors. Um, They were saying that they're starting to see some impact from China. And they um, also said there could be some impact on some of the um, components in the PlayStation 5 that's rolling out at the end of the year, but too, it was too early to know this was a couple of weeks ago. So we are starting to hear some trickles of some issues with the semiconductors. So you might want to keep a wish list. A lot of them have started to pull back. Took a look at Micron just to see kind of what it was trading at. Its PE is still 21 here. And um, watching those earnings estimates again, because they did rebound in the semiconductor group because everybody is more bullish at the bottom has happened. But now there is this uncertainty. So this was the hottest sector on the market, hottest industry. So you might want to just keep that wish list and, and watch those stocks and kind of wait to see some kind of capitulation in that area. And then on the this kind of goes to the travel leisure thing. But um, all the movie theaters in China are currently shut and the theme parks. And we don't know what's going to happen in other countries with the entertainment type of options. So Disney is one to watch, ticker DIS. It's down 12% over the last week. Still trading at 23 times. It pays 1.3% on the dividend. I own this one in the value investor portfolio here at Zacks. And we've owned it for a couple of years. Um, But... Shanghai is uh, the Disney park there. It has been shut for several weeks now. And Hong Kong has been shut over a month, their park there. And so that's going to hurt a bit, at least this quarter. It's unclear when one or both will be reopening. And then you do have to think about the films and what's coming down the pike. Their big uh, live action Mulan film, which uh, should play really well in Asia as well as North America and Europe. And I know I'm really looking forward to that live action because I love the other movie. Um, That is due out in March here. So unclear what is happening with that. Are they still going to go forward with it? Unclear. So there's a lot of unknowns with the entertainment area. Um, The same would be true with Sony and Sony pictures as well. Um, So Keep that in mind when you're looking for some of these ones on your wish list. And of course, Disney has cruise, cruises, hotels, all of those areas are seeing, um, you know, some stress here. I could go on with some other industries, uh, but these are like kind of the key ones that were already values, maybe not so much furniture, but um, apparel retailers were, uh, there's already some value in there. And so it's good to take a look there. And then the banks, the banks were out of favor for a while. And like I said, I'm going to be covering energy on a future show here. And as well, if this uh, sell-off becomes the correction and, you know, we see some more deals, I'll be running some of those screens to get, you know, cheapest Saks number one ranks we can find out there and see if we can get into some of these with rising earnings estimates. But um, for now, I'm just going kind of with industries and sectors and some that we know are uh, looking a little juicy here. So let me repeat what I talked about um, with the specific stocks. So 
On the bank side, there was JP Morgan, JPM, Bank of America, BAC. We're going for the big and the best with that category. We're we're watching the cruise liners, Royal Caribbean, RCL, Carnival, CCL. We're watching the retailers, PVH in particular, because it's getting hammered pretty hard here, but we could get it maybe really cheap, which is ticker PVH, Lululemon, Getting hit, but still not that cheap, but keeping a watch on it. L-U-L-U. Um, Revolve, I'm watching, but I feel fear those earnings estimates are going to get cut here. And we might get a Zaxx 4, which is a sell or a 5 strong sell here. But it just reported, so got to give a little time for the analysts to um, reconfigure their earnings. But the ticker is RVLV. And Williams and Sonoma on the furniture side, WSM, Micron on the semiconductors, MU. And then we finished up with Disney on kind of the entertainment and Disney DIS. And then I did mention Sony also on the entertainment end, which I do own that one in the value investor as well. SNE is the ticker there. So a lot to keep an eye on, but as value investors, um, this is the time when stocks go on sale, we start to look around. And as I said, this may not be the bottom yet, uh, may not even be close, but this is the time to um, keep your wits about you, look around for stocks you loved or that you've been saying over the last six months, like, oh, if only that you know, pulled back this much or 5% or 10%, I would love to buy it there. So keep that in mind because now might be your chance to get stuff on sale. And remember, Starks are the only thing that we don't like to buy when they go on sale. Everything else, we love it. 10%, 20%, yeah, I'm diving in. Stocks, it's a little bit harder once you get that big sell-off because um, it just is. It's hard to go against the herd, right? Everybody else is fleeing, but you're going to... You're going to go in and it might not be the bottom yet. So um, it takes a strong stomach, but it can be worth it. So keep your wish lists and remember you're not going to time the bottom exact. That's okay, but have some cash and uh, deploy your firepower when you see those bargains. So um, you don't want to miss a single episode here because I'll be bringing you more stocks in the coming weeks and you want to make sure you are listening in. So join us on Apple Podcasts. You can get The Value Investor on Spotify as well. And we're on SoundCloud with The Market Edge where I'm also talking about where you can find some bargains right now. That is, um, again, under the Zach's Market Edge on SoundCloud. But be sure to get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more value. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.